It's a simple recipe, but it would mean so much to me. Turn on the gas and make me feel fine. All I want to say is, just give me some hot pizza. This is the only podcast that features clips and more from some of the best financial advisors heard on radio and in podcasts all around the country every week. We bring it to you hot, fresh, and in 30 minutes or less. The advisors have plenty on their minds this week. Coach Pete DeRuta discusses some new rules from the IRS and the passage of Secure Act 2.0. Eric Carney has some thoughts on annuities and how they can be a part of your retirement income plan. Joe Murphy continues the annuity talk as he says they aren't for everyone, but could be for you. Gary Nolan takes us on a journey back to 1974. That and more coming up, but first, let's talk about the week. That was the week that was. It's over, let it go. That was the week that was. It started way above Traders were waiting to see what the Fed was going to do with interest rates. They pumped them up another quarter percent on Wednesday and said they'll probably do it again next month. Not as bad as it could have been, and that sent the markets up a bit. Thursday, the S&P added 1% and the NASDAQ composite up 2%. Fed Chair Jerome Powell acknowledged that the rate increases had begun to pull inflation lower, but said monetary policy doesn't yet look sufficiently restrictive. What will be key to watch from here on out, investors say, is if the Fed shows signs there will be more hawkish than they expect or if the economy weakens more than they anticipate. We took note of the January numbers showing that the Nasdaq had its best start to the year since 2001, gaining 12%. In fact, all three major stock market benchmarks rose Tuesday to finish January with strong monthly gains, a reprieve for investors after a roller coaster 2022. It's been said that January foretells what the rest of the year can be, and based on that, I'm feeling fairly optimistic. Now, again, we have to temper that with the big, we don't know that. Well, here's something you don't see every day. A CEO of a big company taking a pay cut. That's what the big guy at Intel is doing. All in an effort to cut costs, Pat Gelsinger will have his base pay cut by 25%. And it rolls downhill from there. Executive team members taking a base pay hit of 15%, 10% for senior managers, and 5% for mid-level managers. The largest U.S. chip maker by revenue is struggling amid broad industry downturn, stiff competition, and a costly turnaround plan. Now, I don't know about you, but it seems to me they may need to thin out some of those positions. Sounds like a lot of layers of management. And one more thing, they're specifically taking cuts in base pay, making no mention of any bonuses they may be eligible for, I'm just saying. Speaking of cuts, FedEx is laying off more than 10% of its global management staff. FedEx experiencing a slowdown overall, and as a result, the U.S. workforce has been trimmed by some 12,000 since June of last year. Now, this is a strange one. The CEO of BP says they're shifting toward narrower green energy strategy and less on ESG. That, of course, is environmental, social, and governance. I'll be curious to see how this plays out and if any other energy companies are going to follow suit. 
Hey, have you heard about Tether? It's at the heart of crypto's alternative financial universe. Now, according to the Wall Street Journal, Tether is controlled by four men making up 86% of the company. Tether Holdings, by the way, 68 billion. It's gonna be tricky. They lack experience at the scale they're playing in. One founder was a child actor turned early crypto investor. Another founder and top shareholder practiced plastic surgery before turning to importing electronics and then crypto. And one newer owner has gone deep into British politics. Interesting. Tether themselves declined comment on shareholders or how the company is managed, okay? Hey, did you hear about this? That small capsule containing radioactive material that was lost in the Australian outback? Well, good news, it's been found. You talk about a needle in a haystack job, woof. And finally, how about that Chinese balloon floating above Montana? What is all that about? And why in the world don't we just take care of it, so to speak? Well, now I see there's a second balloon in the air over Wyoming. Now they say they're flying above commercial aircraft. However, it was first spotted by civilians in a commercial aircraft. Okay, what's wrong with this picture? It's gonna be interesting to see how this plays out, so stay tuned. All right, time to get this pizza cooking. And for that, we turn to America's Wealth Coach and best-selling author, Coach Pete Deruta. In this clip from Financial Safari, Coach, along with advisor Greg Berrien and producers Dave Perkins and Thomas Lipscomb, they're talking about new rules that could help us save on taxes, and perhaps recover a bit from the shellacking our retirement plans took last year. Now the first one, um, well, actually, which kind of nice, the required minimum distributions. Yep, let's talk about uh, it. Yeah. Uh, well, last year, well, 2021, you had to start taking your money at the age of 72. And uh, starting uh, 2023, it goes up to age 73. Mm -hmm. So 73 and 23. <laughs> yeah, they used to be at 70 and a half. And no one could ever figure out I where know. they came up with that 70 yeah, and a half. Because what does half mean? Well, right. a lot of people figured out when exactly half the year was for themselves. Right. right. So it was like trickery. Was May 27th, so I was almost like the end of the year would be would have been my half. Uh -huh. Luckily, we don't have to do that. I'm not I'm not anywhere close to 70 and a half or 73. I, I think they just sit in a room and just hey, let's make it a half a year. <laughs> Got to be some reason behind. Well, it's, it. Congress was negotiating with each other. That's what happens. Yeah, so, well, yeah. Maybe you half. It's sort of the divorce. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's what right. I come up with that. Right. Oh, so that's a good one though, because a lot of people did get in trouble back in the day, and the penalty for not taking your required mm -hmm. minimum distribution is 50 percent of what the what the amount was supposed to be yeah a huge penalty especially and i always joke about this considering that they hit you with a 10 percent penalty if you try to take the money out too early oh, you also yeah. have to pay tax on the money too by the way a lot of people forget that the penalty is in addition to the tax that you have to pay on the ira money that you're taking out uh, it's like ouch ouch double yeah. ouch huh? yeah. Yeah. it is double yeah. ouch they are yeah. trying to help us though this is something that's kind of been buried in the code for rmd procrastinators get this this is going to be a new one for us a new number to remember the penalty for failing to take an rmd coach gone from 50 to 25 percent oh they reduced mm. that they Wait, did that, as effective right now as, as effective right now well, well they okay. eliminate that groveling pr provision because <laughs> i know i've heard at 50 percent you could apologize the first time. <laughs> well every now and then i mean you know if you, the squeaky wheel gets oiled so if you just yeah. accept the penalty get your checkbook out and write it and send it in, then, of course, they would accept that payment. But oh, if you right, said, yeah. I don't accept this, this is stupid, I tried, or my advisor didn't tell me I had to do that, or whatever, yeah. many times they were lenient and would give you a forgiveness okay. period. But it's, now you don't have to worry about it. Yeah. No, it's true. It's, <laughs> it's not as bad. Yeah. Only 25% is not bad. <laughs> now, something else is happening. Tax deductions are going up to 27700 That's up $1,800 from last year. Now, explain that. So uh, this is just for the standard deduction. So if you're not itemizing your deductions and you just take that typical standard, it's gone up just a little bit more, I'm assuming. 
assuming they're trying. So to you can deduct twenty seven thousand seven hundred now, up eighteen hundred dollars from the twenty twenty two tax. That's what you're saying on that, right? That's correct. So yeah, so it helps you a little bit. Yep. And here's a big one: income brackets and withholdings. You may already be benefiting from one of the IRS's biggest changes. If you noticed a bump in your net pay after your first. Paycheck in January, there's a good chance it's connected to the package of adjustments. I love the way the Congress does the package <laughs> adjustments made to the federal income tax brackets and standard deductions by the tax agency, the IRS. Yeah. I did and notice that. Uh, a the, few tax, dollars. the tax table is adjusted by the IRS. It's good. So, this yeah. is a good thing. You've seen that, but that's your withholding. So guess yeah. what? At the end of the year, you still might have to get the checkbook out. Oh, right. Yeah. 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 Keep in mind, right. withholding isn't a tax. They're just taking the money, putting it aside just in case you owe that money in taxes at the end of the year. Yeah. And if you don't, you get it back. Now, if you don't put enough money in, what happens? You they pay. want it. Oh, yeah. yeah. You got to pay. Oh, yeah. Maybe some penalties and interest and on that, too. That. So you have to be careful on this. You do. You have to be but very careful. But they're giving you a little bit of benefit because they want to, they want to make you feel good when you see <laughs> your paycheck. Right. And that's like you, many people get paid twice twice uh, a month or, or biweekly, so you get 24 or 26 paychecks. Yeah. So you get that good news 24 or 26 times. You only get a bad news when it comes to paychecks one April time. <laughs> yeah. So the, I think they're using that philosophy and strategy that's to try to make point. people feel good. Yeah, Do not pay really attention is. to the man behind the curtain. <laughs> uh, exactly. yeah. The man behind exactly. the curtain Uncle Sam. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I'll always welcome a few extra bucks in my paycheck. How about you? You can catch Financial Safari Weekends on a number of stations around the country. It originates from 106.1 FM Talk in Raleigh, North Carolina. You can find the podcast anywhere you download one. To learn more about Coach Pete, just visit PeteOnDemand.com. That's PeteOnDemand.com. Pizza! Now we shift gears, join Eric Carney and Joseph Lanza in Southwest Florida on their show, Wealth Works Radio. The topic is annuities. You know, I think your perspective is different than most advisors. Well, the difference is, is that, I mean, we take a look at somebody and we do a financial plan. And, and again, I say this time and time again, but purpose determines placement. And, you know, there's some advisors out there who only sell annuities. They believe, you know, annuities are the right thing for everyone. There's some advisors out there that believe brokerage account is for everyone. Um, there's some people that believe that mutual funds are for everyone. Uh, some people believe that uh, individual bonds are for everyone. We believe that there's a proper mix for every single client. And so what's interesting about that is, is that you're never bringing over anyone else's portfolio into a new client, right? I mean, it's, it's, it's not like we say, hey, this is working for another client, take this one. No, we're building a portfolio specifically for that client's goals, objectives, timeframes, risk tolerance, and so forth. And so I don't know if we're going to use annuities or not. Some people do not want to use them. Some people won't invest unless it's an annuity. And I'll tell you what, the interesting thing is, is that we have a pretty cool system and it's not something that I want to give out over the radio, but we actually have a very cool system that I've never seen used anywhere else. And it's where we actually delay and we reduce the market exposure over time, but we delay uh, that income for the client. And last year when the market went into a little bit of a tizzy, I'm like, hey, let's turn on your income. And they're like, we get that for life? And I'm like, yeah. And it's something that we've been building up for that client and they didn't even notice. I mean, they knew about it, obviously, but they're like, I actually forgot we had this, right? And the interesting thing is, is that 
every time you bring it up in the forward focus meeting with that client, you're, you're, you're addressing this, but people forget what they actually have. They actually forget what the strategy is. So, I mean, for last year, we will, we were able to turn on a massive amount of income um, that we had up in annuities and people are thrilled with it. It's guaranteed income for the rest of their life. And so, like I said, there, there gets to be a point where you don't want to worry about the stock market. And that's where the annuity could really take over. The problem I think with the majority of them is there's a lack of education. People don't understand how they fit in their time frame. People don't understand the advantages or the disadvantages because it's the, it's the same with a brokerage account. There's pros and cons. You have market exposure. Some people don't want that. So any, with any investment, there is a pro, there is a con. And you have to realize that. Sure. All right. So let's talk about what what they are and what they aren't. What do you like about annuities? What I like about them is, and Joseph can talk about this a little bit more, are the fees. There's a lot of fees that are less than 1% or no percent. Right. Um, there's also a lot of good guaranteed income products out there. Mm -hmm. So um, I think that there's a, a lot more living benefits to these than ever before. Um, and, 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 I'm going to be honest with you, like eight years ago, um, I wasn't really embracing them. But now the products have gotten so much better with living benefits and the fees have gone down that I think that they're a lot more attractive. And the other thing that I'll say is now that rates are going up, they're significantly more attractive because the caps are higher and there's a lot more um, better things about the current rates right now. It makes so, a huge difference from where they were. Massive difference. And I think a good a good way to look at this and the way that I look at it, especially focusing so much on financial planning, is I like to look at it almost like how gap insurance works. We know what you have coming into you. So if, let's say a client has a pension and a social security and that equals $70,000 a year of income that they're getting. Now, we know that their expenses are $85,000 a year. So what that means is they have a $15,000 shortfall in their financial plan, right? So then we know for that we have to pull from their brokerage accounts that 15,000. Or what we could do is separate part of their brokerage money to be able to provide them that $15,000 a year for the rest of their life and then use the other part of their money to go into brokerage. And now we have a strategy of we're not having to pull money out of that other bucket that we want to grow in the market and it's almost like they're adding that pension onto their pension in order to keep up with their expenses each and every year so they're not having to stress that brokerage account and they're not as emotional when the market is up or down because they know that they have that income coming into them and that other bucket is for growth i like joseph's analogy comparing annuities to gap insurance that's good stuff you can hear Eric's show, WealthWorks Radio, on News Radio 1580 WCCF in Punta Gorda, Florida. You can also find the podcast on Apple, Amazon, or wherever you get a podcast. Eric is with Retirement Wealth in Cape Coral, Florida. Visit the website, ericcarneyadvisor.com. That's E-R-I-C-K-E-A-R-N-E-Y advisor.com. And you can also find him on TV in the area, both Saturdays and Sundays. Check your local listings for times and channels. Pizza! Well, let's stick with annuities for a moment. Joe Murphy on his show, Wealth Health Radio, really breaks down how he and his firm, Murphy Wealth Management, use annuities. Now, they're not the be-all, end-all, but they can be a very powerful tool in that retirement toolbox. Remember, every situation that we encounter is usually a little bit different. We see the same similarities with most people that come in here, but everyone's needs, wants, and dreams are going to be varied. And that means that one size never fits all. One of the great things about our firm and the way that we built this firm is we wanted to be independent. 
what that means is we don't have an allegiance to a, a corporate name. We don't have an allegiance to a specific annuity company. We don't have an allegiance to any type of investments. Our allegiance is to our clients. So what my job is, is to see if something like this fits because what annuities provide is lifetime guaranteed income. That's why we use them. We don't use them for growth. We don't use them for annuitization where you know you give that exchange out and all you're going to receive is payments. And those are the those are the things that gave these annuities a bad name. But when we're looking at annuities overall, you have to really understand there's people out there that have missold these things. And, and here's a good example. I had one come across my desk last week and it was kind of absurd the way it was sold. And these annuities are out there. And remember, they're commission-based products and they can be sold by insurance agents. And there's nothing wrong with insurance agents. They're very capable. Um, but unfortunately, sometimes the lure of the commission can outweigh doing the best thing for the client. And that's where we see these things misused because they offer a commission. They're not for everyone and they don't fit every financial situation. But unfortunately, they're paid, they're placed in, in an erroneous way, the way we see them. So we had a, a little old lady. She was 73 years old, sweetheart, came in, showed me her annuity contract. Um, and she had about $230,000 um, saved in her retirement plan. And this agent had put her into a long-term indexed annuity, and it was about a 12-year contract. Um, unfortunately, there was no income rider on it. And annuities, the reason why some of them have a bad name is the liquidity features on them. So if you need access to more than 10% of that in a given year, you'd actually pay a penalty accessing your own money. Not a good fit for this little old lady because she had an emergency come up and she needed to access about $40,000 out of this account. She ended up paying penalties. This was a bad fit. This was a bad placement of this annuity. Never, ever, ever should she go all in with all her eggs in one basket into a long-term contract. But boy, can they be an incredible sidecar, Stephen. What I wanted to do today is talk a little bit about annuities and where they really fit, okay. how to use them. And that's where I think we can open up a lot of eyes. And so people cannot get upset about what something is called, but rather pay attention to what something does for them. And that's where these annuities come into play when we talk about that split concept that we use here. The most valuable portion of an annuity is the lifetime guaranteed income. And I want to repeat that because it's really important, Steve. Lifetime guaranteed income. And what that means is you will never, ever run out of life before you run out of money. So when we're looking at our clients and we're looking at something like an annuity as a sidecar to their financial plan, we're using it for just that, to create a pension-like income stream that our client cannot outlive. And what we want to do is match up those recurring monthly expenses, and we want to fund that annuity to make sure that those monthlies are covered no matter what happens in the market, no matter what happens in a situation. And even if the person that we place the annuity with lives to be 110 years old, it will always continue to pay out. Even if you take more than you actually had in there, even if your account balance is zero, you're still going to receive that payment. It's an absolute, Steve, in a very uncertain world. Wow. thats I mean, that makes so much sense to be able to, to have that understanding of really what they are. Uh, because, you know, we've talked before. I mean, you anybody that has an insurance license can sell annuities. Yeah. And, and the, the, but the, to me, the, the, the kicker is, you have to ask yourself, am I being just sold a product or am I being presented a solution? 
That's a great point, Stephen. What I usually tell someone is ask yourself, are they doing it for me? Or are they doing it for themselves? The benefit, and look, we don't use annuities for growth. We're investment people. You know, I love the stock market. Um, we don't use annuities for long-term growth. Where we use them is when someone's in that retirement red zone and they've saved all these assets. And what we need to do is create a guaranteed stream of income on that portion of money, not all of it, but a portion of it. It allows me to get a little bit more aggressive on the investment side, knowing that no matter what happens, we have that income covered. So yes, they absolutely have a place. And there's a lot of people out there that have annuities. And what we're seeing, Steve, is we, as they come into the office, a lot of them have no idea how they work. One of the downsides that we see is usually annuities probably pre-2015 the strategies and the way that they earn money. And this can be so complex and confusing and the annuity companies didn't do a really good job of simplifying this. But the way some of these earn money is either called a cap or a participation. So the cap is exactly what it sounds. You are capped on your earnings in every given year. And what we've seen as of late for these annuities that are coming in from 2015 and pre with these cap strategies is the client might be capped at a 5% annual gain. Well, you put the income rider on the annuity and there's a cost to that, usually about a point or a percent. So the client that's in this thing for maybe you know deferring for seven years before they would actually need the income with that point that they're paying in fees plus a 5% cap, the most they can do in a given year is 4%. Well, that's out the window with the annuities that we use because we like to use what's called participation rates, where there are uncapped gains. So as we're deferring for two or three years prior to taking our lifetime income, we know this thing can boom with no risk because the strategies, Steve, are uncapped. You get a participation or you get to enjoy how the index returns. Some of them actually have 200, 300. I've seen 400% participation rates, which means that if you earn 10% on the index inside the annuity and you have a 300% participation rate, you're doing 30% in that index option. Wow. It's pretty awesome. That but really these are is. the newer annuities are out there. So that doesn't mean that all past annuities are bad guys. What it means is there's some really good stuff out there. So if you're sitting there holding an annuity from 2015 or before, this is your time to call. We will do a free analysis, explain the fees you're paying, the downsides, the pros, the cons. We're going to go through the whole soup and nuts of that annuity. And then we're going to show you these newer annuities with these participation rates. I will tell you a lot of clients that see it, it gives them freedom to know if this market does boom from here, they can enjoy those returns. But we all know why we're in annuities to begin with, to guarantee against loss. They're all going to do that. But what are you going to do in a bull market? What are you going to do when the market rips? Are you going to enjoy those gains? And a lot of the annuities that we see from a couple of years ago, they're capped and you're not going to enjoy in that performance. And plus, if you're paying a fee, you're not even keeping up with inflation. So this is where we're really analyzing a lot of older annuities to get our clients in a better position and get them prepared for that lifetime income. You can hear Wealth Health Radio with Joe Saturdays and Sundays at noon on AM 560 WIND in Chicago. You can find the podcast version of the show at the website mwmfinancial.tax. That's mwmfinancial.tax or find it wherever you download a podcast. Now let's climb on board the Wayback Machine with Gary Nolan as he gives us a guided tour of 1974. Through the years, let's take a trip back in time. Back in time. The year is 1974. 
President Richard Nixon resigns from office on the 9th of August that year, he had been facing near certain impeachment and conviction by the U.S. Congress after his involvement in the Watergate scandal. I shall resign the presidency effective at noon tomorrow. Vice President Ford will be sworn in as president at that hour in this office. October 30th, the much-hyped boxing match between George Foreman and Muhammad Ali for Ali to regain his heavyweight title takes place in Zaire. They called it the Rumble in the Jungle. Ali defeated Foreman by knockout in the eighth round, becoming only the second former heavyweight champion to regain his title. David King, 26-year-old author, published his debut novel, Carrie, during April of that year. Now, Carrie was actually his fourth novel that King had written, but it was the first to be published that helped launch his prolific career. Also that year, remember waiting on long gas lines? Well, in February, if you look up this hill, we had lines that used to start 4 o'clock in the morning, and as far as the eye could see, there was a never-ending line of automobiles. And they would just stand on the islands for three, four five hours until you ran out of gasoline. To combat that, the United States imposed a 55-mile-an-hour speed limit across the entire country. Inflation continues to spiral out of control that year, reaching 11.3% in the U.S. Big movies that year. The Sting, starring Robert Redford and Paul Newman. One of the scariest movies of all time, The Exorcist, Mel Brooks' Blazing Saddles, and Godfather 2. Do you know what she did? Your canting daughter. Excuse me while I whip this out. My father taught me many things here. He taught me keep your friends close, but your enemies closer. And on TV that year, we enjoyed watching The Waltons, Kojak, and The Six Million Dollar Man. Good night, Mama. Good night, Ben. Good night, everyone. Good night, Mama. Good night, Daddy. Good night, children. Hey, fish. Loves you, baby. We can rebuild him. We have the technology. We have the capability to make the world's first bionic man. So remember to say goodnight to everyone and who loves you, baby. And let's get back to the present. We've now arrived safely back in the present. We hope you enjoyed your trip. Here's to a smooth ride into retirement. One more clip, and this pizza will be complete. And we turn once again to Coach Pete DeRuta, Greg Berrien, Dave Perkins, and Thomas Lipscomb. They're talking about housing and the roller coaster the housing market had last year. Depends on what asset they were talking about in this brief coming through. Uh, if you're yeah. saying, well, I, my stock, I can sell my stock. Well, if you sell it today, Murphy's Law says it'll go up tomorrow. Your real estate, selling your real estate has been a little tougher now because interest rates are higher. So less people are available to buy your property. If you mm -hmm. have a pretty good property, a lot of people can't get a loan for that or can't afford it or won't qualify now because the interest rate going up has made it a lot more expensive to buy a house that was a lot cheaper to buy just a couple of years ago when the interest rates were like 2 to 3%. Yeah, Remember those really. days? That's right. <laughs> Start feeling like, you know, like my grandfather, when he was, my grandpa would always say, I remember when. <laughs> right. You guys remember when now too, wasn't don't that you? long ago. Yeah. No, it wasn't that long ago, and things have really changed. And so it's just be very, very careful of what you sell and what you buy. And, and before you buy anything, you should always know what you're going to sell it for, have in mind. Here's just an example on the housing market explain. Mm -hmm. In 2021, 
you could have had a $600,000 house at a 3% interest rate. Mm-hmm. It would have cost you $2,024 a month in payment, the, the mortgage payment. Okay. All right. Fast forward to 2022, that same house, now it's, well, not even the same house. A house even less valuable. So instead of the $600,000 house, now you have a $590,000 house. Uh-huh. At a 7% interest rate, Ooh. it would cost you $3,140 oh. for the same house. It's worth less now because of what happened there. That hurts. Wow. Dang. Wow. That hurts. Yeah. That's why it's tougher to find people to buy your house because there's a lot less people that can qualify for a $3,100 payment yeah. a month than someone who had a $2,000 payment a month. That's a significant. The exact same house. Wow. <laughs> or less. <laughs> or yeah. less. Yeah. So you, you're not getting the best bang for your buck. Somebody asked me, say, Coach, I, I owe about $100,000 on my mortgage, and I have a 2.5% mortgage rate. Okay. He said, I'm thinking about taking money out of my IRA and paying that house off. Bad idea. <laughs> uh, horrible idea. Wow. I said, well, if because he had like eight more years to pay on a house. I said, if you want to lock in $100,000 at a 2.5% interest rate, that's all you could get. That's all you earn. For eight years, do that. He said, what do you mean? I said, well, you're only paying 2.5% interest on that mortgage. Why yeah. would you want to take money from an asset that could grow a lot more and, and pay a pay an asset that's guaranteed not to be taxed or not to not to cost you any yeah. more than 2.5% a year? Thomas, it made no sense. Leave it alone. No, down, Leave down. it alone. And yeah. so I know I understand the philosophy of wanting to have your house paid off, but if you're doing stupid things to your wallet by trying to pay a house off, one that the banks weren't happy to take the money for, because if you don't pay it off, they're on the hook for accepting a 2.5% interest rate for the next eight years. It, it, Once you pay it off and you say, oh, I want my money back, they're going to say, oh, yeah, fine, that'll be 7%. Right. <laughs> you can make money on the bank. Yeah. No, Coach, right. Well, not make money on the bank, but you could cost yourself a lot by right. trying to pay something off. Okay. Yeah. Not to mention, Coach, if you take that money out of your IRA, you lose your compounding, you're paying taxes well, I didn't on that. That's a whole oh, other story. Yeah. 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 Well, not only that, but you owe tax on that money. Exactly. Mm. And, and he was under 59, so guess what? He had oh, a 10% penalty. Oh, forget it. It made no sense at all yeah. just to have that peace of mind, quote, unquote, yeah. that is house is paid off. Yeah, your house is paid off, but now you owe all sorts of stuff over there, and you don't have no retirement account anymore. Good thing he talked to you, man. To sell or not to sell. If you're near retirement, it's a good idea to sit down with an independent fiduciary advisor to help you get where you want to be in retirement. You can catch Financial Safari weekends on stations around the country. It does originate from 106.1 FM Talk in Raleigh, North Carolina. You can find the podcast anywhere you get one, anywhere you find a podcast. If you want to learn more about Coach Pete, visit Pete ondemand.com that's PeteOnDemand.com. well there you have it episode 180 of financial pizza is complete nicely done ready for that digital delivery financial pizza features clips and more from some of the best financial radio programs and podcasts heard around the country every week i bring it to you hot fresh and in 30 minutes or less if you would like financial pizza delivered to you every week just subscribe to it we'll put it in your podcast collection automatically you can find it on Apple Podcasts, the iHeartRadio app, really anywhere you get a podcast, you can find Financial Pizza. And as long as you're subscribing, be sure to rate and share the podcast. We've got lots of pizza to go around. Hey, remember, you can reach any of the advisors featured here by calling 800-662-6808. You can also text pizza to 600-700. I've also got links to the advisors listed in the show notes with this podcast. You can reach me by email, steve at financialpizza.com. I want to thank Gary Nolan and Chrissy Paradis for contributing content for this week's podcast. Financial Pizza is produced and written by me, Steve Siddall. It originates from the palatial state-of-the-art studios of broadcasting experts in Apex, North Carolina. Thanks for listening, everybody. I do appreciate it. Going to be back next week with another episode of Financial Pizza. I'm Steve Siddall. Pizza.
Coach P Radio. Information provided is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute investment, tax, or legal advice. Information has been obtained from sources that are deemed to be reliable, but their accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed. Neither Peter J. Deruta or his guests are liable for the usage of information discussed. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action. Annuity guarantees are based solely on the financial strength and claims-paying ability of the issuing company. Individuals should thoroughly review the contract for specific details of the product features and costs. Income payments and withdrawals from deferred annuities are generally taxable as ordinary income in the year they are taken. Money management is provided by Equus Capital Management. Equus is an SEC-registered investment advisor located in San Rafael, California. Investment advice by Capital Financial Advisory Group, LLC, a North Carolina-registered investment advisor. Insurance advice given by Capital Financial and Insurance, a North Carolina-licensed insurance agency. 